The Witcher, Last Wish, Chapter 5, Part 3. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I forgot Gerald's voice. Um, shit. Deep Scotty. Yeah, one thing's... One thing is certain. No, that's definitely not it. <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> that was kind of cockney. <clears throat> Hold on, guys. Bear with me here. Hold on. Do, do Scottish real quick. One thing is certain. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> it's not the... One thing is certain. No. Oh, dude, I've lost. All right. You know, we're just going to go forward, and if I pick it back up, I pick it back up. All right. One thing is certain. Muttered the Witcher, sweeping his eyes over the tangled jungle of hemp spreading before them. Oddly not Scottish anymore. <laughs> Oddly not Scottish, Geralt. <laughs> this devil is not stupid. He went from cognitive to something else. I don't know look, what's going on he's, there. He's feeling off today. How, how did you deduce that? Dandelion was curious. From the fact that he's sitting in an impenetrable thicket, any old hairs enough brains for that? Is this Geralt? Oh man, mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's a question of special quality. <laughs> I can't hold on. Oh, so that's frustrating. A, that's a question. It's of... a question of. Hold on. It's a question of. The special quote. What, what, what is happening <laughs> what right is now? What is going on, dude? I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. I can't. I can't get it. Uh, give me a Scottish. You, give me something to say. If you could change your fate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> I can't. <clears throat> I'm so sorry, guys. If you could change your fate. Hold on. <clears throat> you could. Where did my Scottish go? Hello, no, that's hello, 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 hello. You've got to passed. sound like you're choking on everything. It's a question of special quality of the hemp. That's so not Geralt. That's so not what <laughs> Definitely not Geralt. <laughs> it's a question of the special quality of hemp. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> This is what we're getting, all right? This is where I'm at right now. Right. I lost <laughs> Scottish, all right? It's gone. Geralt do, is not Scottish anymore. A field oh, of God. this maze emits a strong aura against magic. Most spells will be useless here. And there, look. Do you see those poles? Those are hops. Their pollen has the same effect. It's not the mere chance. The rascal sends the aura and knows he's safe here. And do you know where you are? Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> but uh, the listeners are in a dark tale. And here there be dragons and devils and spookily not... Not Scottish. Scottish Geralt anymore. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. I, I don't know. This happened last um, recording for The Hobbit too. Like I was supposed to be doing Scottish for the for the dwarves. And I just can't, like, I don't know what happened. It just went away. Like Scottish doesn't exist anymore. Can't do it. 
That's because the Scottish don't exist. They're yeah, just, that's right. Yeah, they're, they're gone. a figment of our imagination. They only exist in Lord of the Rings. I'm gonna have to do some vocal exercises. Uh, I didn't realize <laughs> it was that bad. I thought for Geralt I could at least get it, but no. I'm gonna have to do some training or something. Any which way, welcome back everybody to Endless Epic Dark Tales. We are back once again with The Witcher Last Wish, yeah, the buddy. hodgepodge of Witcher Tales. Um, and we are headed into a cornfield, or a hemp field, rather, Something to meet out. a devil. Which, by the way, if uh, you it's ever. A devil. If, a devil. 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 <laughs> If you ever get a chance to, like, if you're ever in a, in a in a town and they're like, oh, that cornfield is haunted, or that hemp field is haunted, um, or there's a devil in there that would be like, you'd always go in. Always. Yeah? Yeah. Same thing Every with haunted time. houses. If somebody tells you, like, oh, everybody who steps foot in that house is murdered by a ghost, you go in every single time. Oh, why is that? Population thinning. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something like, "You never know what you'll find." Like there could be. Well, know. there's that. There's that too. There's that too. Treasure like there's there's, there's always a possibility of treasure, um, treasure, but only the strongest. Only the strongest will survive. So right, fair, fair, yeah. all right, okay. fair enough. <laughs> all right, Duel back into it. Dandelion coughed and adjusted his breeches. I'm curious. He scratched his forehead beneath his hat. How are you going to go about it, Geralt? I've never seen you work. I take it you know a thing or two about catching devils? I'm trying to recall some ballads. There was one about a devil and a woman. Rude, but amazing. The woman you see... Spare me, Dandelion. <laughs> As you wish. I only wanted to be helpful, that's all. And you shouldn't scorn ancient songs. There's wisdom in them. Accumulated over generations. There's a ballad about a farmhand called Slow, who... Stop twittering. Withering. We have to earn our board and lodging. What do you want to do? Rummage around in the... in a bit. Rummage around a bit in the hemp. That's original, snorted the troubadour. Though not too refined. And you? How would you go about it? Intelligently, Dandelion sniffed. Craftily. Dandelion is every person on the internet. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know how I would do it, but it would be smarter than the way oh, that you're doing it. Way better than how you decided to do it, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I'm not there to do it, but, you know. <laughs> with a hounding, with a hounding, for example, I'd chase the devil out of the thicket, chase him on horseback, in the open field and lasso him. What do you think of that? Interesting. There you Who go. knows? Maybe it could be done if you took part. Because at least two of us are needed for an enterprise like that. Hey, there you go. Girl's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going hunting yet. I want to find out what this thing is. This devil. That's why I'm going to rummage about in the hemp. Hey, the bard had only just now noticed. You haven't brought your sword. What for? I know some ballads about devils too. Neither the woman nor the slow, the farmhand used a sword. Hmm. Dandelion looked around. <laughs> 
Do we have to squeeze through the very middle of this thicket? You don't have to. You can go back to the village and wait for me. Oh no, protested the poet. And miss a chance like this? I want to see a devil too. See if he's a ter as terrible as they claim. I was asking if we have to force our way through the hemp when there's a path. Quite right. Geralt shaded his eyes with his hand. There is a path. Let's use it. And what if it's the devil's path? All the better. We won't have to walk too far. Do you know, Geralt babbled the bard, following the witcher along the narrow, uneven path among the hemp. I always thought the devil was just a metaphor invented for cursing. Like, go to the devil, to the devil with you. May the devil, lowlanders, lowlanders say the devils are bringing us guests while dwarves have duvel hole when they get something wrong and call poor-blooded livestock devil chaise. And in the old language, there's a saying, Adefil ap ars, which means... I know what it means. You're babbling, Dandelion. Dandelion stopped talking, took off the hat decorated with the heron's feather, fanned himself with it, and wiped his sweaty brow. The humid and stifling heat intensified by the smell of grass and weeds in blossom, dominated the thicket. The path curved and the path curved a little, and just beyond the bend ended a small clearing ended in a small clearing which had been stamped in the weeds. Look, Dandelion. In the very centre of the clearing lay a large, flat stone, and in the middle stood several clay bowls. An almost burnt-out tallow candle was set amongst the bowls. Geralt saw some grain of corn and broad beans among the unrecognizable pips and seeds stuck in the flakes of melted fat. As I suspected. He muttered. They're, <clears throat> they're bringing him offerings. That's just it, said the poet, indicating the candle. And they burn a tallow candle for the devil. But they're feeding him seeds, I see. As if he were a finch. Plague. What a bloody pigsty. Everything here is all sticky with honey and birch tar. What? The bar's next words were drowned out by a loud, sinister bleating. Something rustled and stamped in the hemp. Then the strangest creature Geralt had ever seen emerged from the thicket. The creature was about half a rod tall, with bulging eyes and goat horns and beard. The mouth, a soft, busy slit, also brought a chewing goat to mind. Its nether regions were covered with a long, thick, dark red hair, right down to the cleft hooves. The devil had a long tail ending in a brush-like tassel, which wagged energetically. Ugh! Ugh! barked the monster, stamping its hooves. <clears throat> what do you want there? Leave! Leave or I'll ram you down! Ugh! Ugh! Has anyone ever kicked your ass, little goat? 
Dandelion couldn't stop himself. Ook! Ook! Bay! Bleated the goat horn in agreement or denial or simply bleating for the sake of it. Shut up, Dandelion, growled the witcher. Not a word. We're back to non-Scottish Garen. <laughs> bleep, bleep, bleep. Shh, shh. He's the upset, creature, okay? the, the, the creature. Away when he's angry. <laughs> the creature gurgled furiously, his lips parted wide to expose yellow horse-like teeth. Ook, ook. I don't even know how you're supposed to pronounce it. <laughs> I don't speak goat, so I'm, you know, it's rough. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry to any goat people I've offended in, right, the, in right. the audience. <laughs> no, um, I think that was a good pronunciation. <laughs> any of you speak goat out there, critique my enunciation on Twitter. Um, most certainly, not a dandelion. <laughs> you can take the barrel organ and bell when you go home. Stop it, damn you. Hiss Geralt. Keep your stupid jokes to yourself. Jokes? Roared the goat horn loudly and leapt up. Jokes? No jokers have come, have they? They've brought iron balls, have they? I'll give you iron balls, you scoundrel. You ugh, ugh, ugh. You want a joke, do you? Here's some joke for you. Here are your balls. That's not exactly a joke. The creature sprang up and gave a sudden swipe with his hand. Dandelion howled and sat down hard on the path, clasping his forehead. The creature bleated and aimed again. Something whizzed past Geralt's ear. Here are your balls, breed! <laughs> an iron ball an inch in diameter thwacked the witcher in the shoulder. And the next hit Dandelion in the knee. The poet cursed foully and scrambled away. <laughs> Dandelion is every single person on the internet. 100%. <laughs> Geralt running around uh, after him as balls whizzed above his head. Ooh, ooh, screamed the goat horn, leaping up and down. I'll give you balls, you shitty jokers. <laughs> Another ball whizzed through the air. Dandelion cursed even more foully as he grabbed the back of his head. Geralt threw himself to one side among the hemp, but didn't avoid the ball that hit him in the shoulder. The Goathorn's aim was true, and he appeared to have an endless supply of balls. <laughs> the Witcher stumbled through the thicket, <clears throat> heard yet another triumphant bleat, from the victorious goat horn, followed by the whistle of a flying ball, a curse, and the patter of dandelion's feet scurrying away along the path. And then silence fell. Oh, Freaking dandelion. That, that is quality entertainment. That was, that was pretty funny. That was pretty so, funny. So, actually, interestingly enough, we do have something to talk about on this. Yeah. This scene, more or less, is in the show. Really? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so this how does it, how does it play out? Uh, so in the in the series, uh, and and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin I'm not gonna ruin it because there there some of the jokes that made it into the into the show might actually be in here, but uh, Geralt and the goat end up like 
sassing each other at some point. That's funny. <laughs> and uh, then uh, they they kind of like beat each other up. <clears throat> and then uh, Geralt and Dandelion get ambushed by elves. Oh, okay. Um, and this... Wow, there's a lot that happens in that first season. Yeah. And then the uh, the goat the goat man and uh, the elves take Dandelion and uh, Geralt up to the mountains and basically end up like threatening to execute them because it turns out that the, the elves that are up in the mountains are uh, what's left of like the elven royal family that was killed off by uh, like Kalenthe and all of the other uh, persons during okay. the war of the elves okay interesting um, and there's like an interesting little exchange between them. Now I don't know if that's what's going to happen here, right? Um, well, yeah, I was like, as we've seen, the, the book and the show definitely do not line up. Just a lot of similarities, but uh, that's funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So so this this is uh, I I I think that I actually had thought that um, something earlier had been in, in reference to that. And I, I, I don't know, somebody, um, Marcus would be able to tell me. <laughs> but um, the... Well, what would we do without Marcus? I don't know, man. Like, I keep trying to tell him how, how important he is to us. Dude, he's he's, pra he's practically a part of the team. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's priceless, man. He's, 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 oh, you saw he's he was invaluable. in. Did we talk about this already? You saw he's in, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw that he was he replied. in. He yeah. replied. He's in. Yep, it's on. He is in. <laughs> We've, we have got for, our... <clears throat> for um, uh, legal reasons, that is absolutely a joke. Marcus, it's not a joke. We'll be in contact. <laughs> <laughs> for legal reasons, if you are a government official <laughs> from the UK or the EU, um, we're, it's completely just we're joking. It's, it's all jokes. It's all um, good puns. All, all just, uh, you know, us being twats. Yeah, and as, now that all of the government say. officials have left because they've gotten their uh, affirmation that was needed, <laughs> Marcus, we are in on this illegal it is fishing business. happening <laughs> right now. <laughs> we are on our way. We are Dunkirking our way out uh, there. Dunkirking? What does that even mean? I don't know. I don't you, know. Don't even, you don't know what happened to Dunkirk, do you? Yeah. You, you also it, know that's France, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know that there was a there was a bunch of there was a bunch of boats. That left from Dunkirk. Sure, okay. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, as far as I'm concerned, what Dunkirk is well known for is boats, all right? I try boats, to look boats, at the positive boats. side of history. All right. all right, fair enough, fair enough. I'll I would say Pearl Harboring our way out there, but all of those boats sank, mm. so that's not a good one. Actually, only one boat sank. Did it really? Yeah, they, and they didn't even hit the boats that they wanted. Huh, that's interesting. Well, let's not talk about that on this podcast because no. <laughs> those 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 topics get to be very sensitive on the internet, and I don't want I don't want Google being like, no, <laughs> your podcast is not allowed out. You talked about World War Two. You talked about something that actually happened almost a hundred years ago. How dare you, dude? Which is crazy. Fucking 80, 80 plus years. Is wild, man. It's wild. It's super wild. How long ago things happened. <laughs> How time just doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's almost like everything that happened is in the past, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It is like that. That's crazy. That was so <laughs> prophetic of you. It's almost like everything that's happened is in the past. <laughs> Whoa! Well, because well, it never is. thought Every, of it that way. Everything that happened is in the past, and it's in the past because it's past. It's it's happened. <laughs> yeah, it's it's behind us now. Oh we can't turn. We can't turn around except for to look at it. Well, and I mean, you know can't even really look at it just kind of like well i mean i guess certain parts that all right i'm gonna stop (laughs) um somebody somebody on twitter had said that history is is essentially a series of photographs but rather than being photographs of what what actually happened um imagine that you have a family album um, and every photograph in that family album, the the youngest members of that family have gone back and scribbled on them with crayon. Huh. Wow, that's oddly apt. Yeah, because that's more or less what it ends up being, is because every time there's a new scope to look through, rather than looking at whatever it is, like, faithfully for what it was... Uh, looking back on history is usually just a, a, a process of looking at it through whatever the new ideals and ideas are. Yeah. 100%. Right? Like, we, we always, well, we always look well, back at everything with a God's eye. I was like, it's the God's eye. It's, it's, yeah. well, we know better. Yeah, no shit, because it already happened. <laughs> yeah. It, it's easy to look back on everybody else and go, that was stupid. Dude, we're, that, Society a hundred years from now is going to look back on ninety percent of the shit that we're doing and do the same exact thing, right? Well, How because it's very. That? Why did you do that? What was the reason? Uh, God, we know I think better, it was, so we would never do that. I think it was Hemingway that said, uh, or it might not have been. I might have just made that up. It's definitely Hemingway. I, I agree. Um, somebody I said, agree. and it might have been me that said it, but it's very, it's very easy to to look back with moral superiority on those we have the benefits of their lessons. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because like we, we, yeah, we have the benefit of learning from the mistakes and lessons of all of the people who came before us. It, so it's really easy to look back with a sense of moral superiority when yeah. we get to actually see the result of their mistakes. Right. Well, we, it's, it would be, it's, like, it's like going into a classroom to take a test with all the answers, getting everything right, and then looking at the people who got it wrong and going, how could you have gotten that wrong? Right. Like, you know, much more macro scale, exactly the equivalent. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's not exactly the equivalent. <laughs> on 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 the exact scale, and that, and that's one of the biggest issues that we have today is that because there's so much access to information, people people don't have any sense of humility in in understanding, right? Right. Like people don't take the time to really examine themselves because they're living vicariously through the information of others. A hundred percent. So, so because, because I have access to these lessons and these, these, uh, these records of mistakes, I am therefore morally superior to the people that made the mistakes, but that's not a one-to-one comparison. Yeah. Because in order for for you to even be remotely contrasted to the people who you're comparing yourself to, you would have to be put into that same situation 
with the same information that they had at the time. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and well, it's, it's, it's like, I, I love the, um, my favorite argument. I'm sorry, not argument, but like, I, I love people who argue against the bombing of, of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. They're like, right. well, they just shouldn't have done it. I'm like, you cannot fathom. I can't fathom what it was like to not be a part of this war, like having, you know, all this stuff going on and being like, look, we're not going to do this. We're not going to, we're not going to be a right. part of it. And obviously I'm paraphrasing here. That's not exactly what happened, but just like kind of minding your own fucking business, but you know, still doing your shit and then being attacked just right. straight. It, it, dude, it's, it's, it would straight up being like someone coming into your home, beating the shit out of you and then just doing nothing about it. Right. Well, and and again, like so, so we'll we'll avoid we'll avoid talking about like detail and 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 moral nuance when it comes to these things. But but your your example your example is is a good one because it's one that people often often morally high road persons of the past in. Right. But nobody, almost nobody alive today, actually lived through what was going on. Right. And. Saying that you would not have made the same decision is is ignorant, frankly. A hundred percent. Because you you have you have never experienced a pressure like what the people during that time. Because hopefully we never will have to experience what people experienced during oh, absolutely World War One and World War Two. I, I hopefully hopefully we'll never nobody in the world will have to experience that again. But the fact that we are unwilling to see things from all perspectives based on what happened then, it, it, it leads me to believe that we're definitely at risk of repeating those same mistakes. Yeah, I, I do concur. <laughs> it, it's sad because it's, it's, it is, it's so easy to just, to just be like, well, now that we'll never, we'll never, we'll never make any mistakes like that because we're smarter than that. <laughs> It's like you don't. If well, right. you have never been pressured, if you've never been pushed to, to, like, you don't know. You don't know. Well, I mean, I, w the the people the people before us had had fought in the in the in the French Revolution, right? And had there were there were there were dozens the War of eighteen twelve and all of these all of these other wars. Like, the, all of the people before us fought in those wars. So so. With all of that knowledge, and I'm sure that people in in 1913 thought that they were smarter than people from 1813. Yeah, it's pretty. So it's a given. So then, how 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 did they how did they fall into the pitfall of of a world war if they're if they were so much smarter than the people who had come before them who who had made those mistakes and fought in wars? Right. 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 And and that's and that's the problem with the moral superiority is that it's almost completely it's almost always completely unfounded. Yeah. Like if you if you take any action in your own life and you feel like that makes you morally superior, you're wrong. Always. It's there's never a there's never a point in your life where you will take a personal action and it will make you morally superior to anyone else, especially people who you have the benefit of their life and mistakes you will never be morally superior to that person which agree. which which is crazy because if you if you think about it 
That means that not a single person existing today will be morally superior to the man who caused all of World War II. I didn't think about it that way. That's, that's an and a lot of people will be like, oh no, well clearly I'm better than that, but you're not. You're not. You're not, you're not better and you're not morally superior. Because you were, you've never been placed in that position and given the opportunity. And we're even seeing today many people given the opportunity to have power over others and oh, execute yeah. it in a tyrannical way, take it in a second. And, and run with it. Fucking run, run, run down it. the road screaming with it. I saw someone, uh, I saw someone post something the other day uh, that kind of made me. It, again, this, the, all this, this last two years of stuff has really, like, made me realize how easy it really was, uh, you know, for, for that kind of shit to happen. For that to happen, and it, it was just like. Uh, I don't remember who posted it, but they were like, I'm starting to realize who in my life would have called the Gestapo. And like... Oh, dude. Or, like, or, or, no, no, no. Um, what, did he, what did he say? Or, I don't, again, I, I, I said he. I don't actually remember who it was. It was like, I'm starting to uh, see who in my life who would have... Oh, yeah. Who would have hid Anne Frank and who would have uh, uh, like... If we would have called on her, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's well, and dude, like, like, I, (coughs) sorry guys, (coughs) woo, I'm good. I, there's a group of people that we've worked with in the industry who I thought I trusted, and and now I'm like, I'm like, dude, when it came down to it, you are you are so incredibly fake, like because if if the if the pressure was ever on for any reason, I I. I, I had the, the idea that a lot of people we've worked with, like, oh, you know what? I can rely on these people. Maybe, maybe not as much as, like, I rely on my brother. But, yeah, like, I could rely on these people. But now I'm realizing, like, oh, man, if somebody had offered them $10 to kick me in the nuts, they probably would have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, wild, it's, it's crazy. It's pretty the, wild. The, what, what just a little bit of stress does to people. Because people are so... A little bit of fear. People are so used to, to not being challenged or, or or put into detriment on anything. Did you... Uh, so... Did you see... Sorry, you just made me think of something. Yeah, and you're right. It is yeah. It is 100% that. But did you see that... Uh, I haven't actually looked. I don't know if he actually tweeted it. But did you see that tweet that Trevor Moore tweeted out? Like a, like a week or a month or so? It was a little bit before he had his accident. Um... Uh, is this, is this, is this, uh... The whitest kids you know guy? Oh, no, 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 what did he say? He was like, um, what if during MK Ultra the government realized how easy it was to control populations with fear, stress, and anxiety? And that's what, that's what those, that's what those tests were for, and that's what they learned from. Oh, I mean, I, and, I have no and, doubt because and that's, that's exactly what they did. Right. And <laughs> it, was, it was I was just like Look, damn, look. Damn there's clever. never been a there's never been a point in history where any government has invested millions upon millions of dollars in research and then just given up on it. Right. Like, uh, sorry guys, we we were doing bad things. We stopped. Yeah. Never. We promise. <laughs> we promise we stopped. 
Dude, it's like um, it's don't like don't ask we, if we don't ask us again though. Yeah, don't ask us again. Uh, <laughs> what it, it's like the the whole study of um, the weight of the soul, right? Oh right, yeah. Yeah, like that that study's fascinating, but they they they've declared that it's inhumane to lay a person on a scale as they die. So. Nobody can ever repeat the experiment. They did. It, they did it three times, and all three times, the, the as 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 the person died, the weight of their body decreased by something like five grams. Right, and I and I could be wrong. I, I'm gonna fully admit that right now. But didn't like, and that was controlled for like fluid loss and like. Yeah. Yeah. Bless <coughs> you. That was a hard one. Jesus, <laughs> I think a bit yeah, of they, my soul just went out of me. Sorry. The, I think this, it was done in the the 1900s, so it was obviously the scales were a little bit less different. Accurate. Yeah, and and it would be it definitely be more beneficial to do that experiment now, but there was a shit ton of money that was pumped into it, and now nobody's allowed to repeat that experiment. Yeah. Why? Why? Why indeed? Um, okay, so that's really all I've got here. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Wow, this uh, was a really short podcast. I know, I know it was, yeah, it it was, was a really short um, part, but like, I thought we've been talking a lot longer than we had. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for, to our subscribers. Thank you to everybody who supports over on Patreon. You guys are amazing. Uh, go ahead and give my brother a follow over on Instagram at Anshan, A-N-N-N-S-E-A-N. That's me. Uh, and of course, you guys can follow me on all the things at Real Slim Jesus or Black Dragon Tavern. You guys are beasts, and I love you. And we will see you the next time that we turn the page. Uh, but until next time, stay bloodthirsty, my friends, and remember... All hail. The Black Dragons, we will see you then. Bye. <clears throat> I need to drink more water. I'm drinking um, cranberry juice because I'm trying to catch up with you in the bulletproof prostate. Prostate, not gonna happen. Competition, but I mean, keep keep going, but not gonna happen. I want my prostate to get biceps like yours. I'm fairly certain that there's literally not a person on planet earth that has a more bulletproof prostate than mine i mean it's got a a decade a decade of cranberry juice oh dude it's got two decades of just ridiculous amounts of cranberries (laughs) i used to sit i used to sit and eat dried cranberries yeah handfuls handfuls bagfuls of bagfuls It it honestly is is kind of ridiculous how many cranberries I've probably cranberries and cranberry juice I've probably ingested in my life. It's definitely a couple of lifetimes worth for sure. Easily, easily enough for for a, a carbon fiber prostate. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. 
All right, you ready to get into this? Oh boy, am I? Actually, am. Um, I uh, we haven't read The Witcher in, in a couple weeks. We got we got ahead, and, and then we fell behind. And then we fell behind. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> a moment of silence, if you please. 